2: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522 WTIC or 1 800 966 WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpatabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan, one of the employee owners at Tab, who comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So feel free to get online, guys. Four lines open for you on this Saturday morning, 860-522-9842. And we'll do our best to help you out with those issues. I'm curious of, of any of you out there who are crying in your beer over, over the crypto crash. Um, I mean, I think most of you who listen to this program probably wouldn't have done that. Um, but uh, recently, another crypto lender um, has filed for bankruptcy. And if you want to ask yourself, what's a crypto lender? I was curious to see what the definition was. Investopia says a crypto lender is basically offers the investors the ability to borrow against deposited crypto assets and the ability to lend out crypto assets to earn interest in the form of more
4: crypto assets. Huh.
3: So I ask yourself, I ask you this question, if, if everything's in crypto, how are you bankrupt?
4: Well, that's a really good question. I right. mean, if you have crypto,
3: then you've got crypto. You're, you're up to your eyeballs in crypto, right? right? You've got bits of stuff all over the place. How can you so, be bankrupt? Right. Where did it go? It didn't go anywhere. They have right. to, they, the, you've the, got it. The coins still exist. You've got yeah. coins. So if, if you're lending in crypto, you're borrowing in crypto, and you're earning in crypto, what are you crying about? Well, it turns out you want actual money, it seems. turns out you try No, Oh, and- really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It turns out they are offering you 20%.
4: Returns, twenty percent returns. Yes, that doesn't exist. You know, I seem to remember you know people offering twenty percent returns on investments. One of them was, uh, I think his name was Bernard Madoff. I did, I remember that guy. Yeah, he made off with all your money.
3: Um, so here is here you go. Basically, Celsius was the golden child of of the. Dinglings who are out there who put their, their real money and turned it into fake money and then loan it to these guys who loan out the fake money to get more fake money at 20% returns in fake money. They right now have Celsius is now under Chapter 11. So they have 500,000 quote unquote depositors who may not get their deposits back because guess what? There's no FDIC insurance on fake money, guys. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
4: Hmm. It's crypto. Right. It's all part of the blockchain. Well, that's exactly. Right. Are you telling me that they that those depositors can't get their blockchain? Nope, they froze it. They froze the. Wait a minute. You, you can't, can't transact. freeze a blockchain.
3: You can. It turns out you can. In a, no. In a, in a system that's decentralized, where you go through a centralized lender, they mm-hmm. lock your your account, so you can't move your stuff in and out. You've lended it to them, and they're like, "Well, thank you, but you can't get it back." Right? Isn't that kind of interesting?
4: Well, I, you know that this this whole thing flies in the face yes. of how crypto is supposed to work. Oh, of course, where you are the autonomous controller of your cryptocurrency, right within that blockchain, right. And now we find repeatedly that there are ways to steal it, lock it, take it, freeze it, right, uh, make it disappear, <laughs> and and this is. This is not how it was supposed to work when people were first talking about this.
3: Yep. Celsius says they have enough to operate. They have 167 million dollars in cash. This is not crypto. This is actual American money. Cash on hand. Um however, Wait, they actually made some money yeah. handling fake cash. They must have done some they must have sold some crypto to some fools who would pay money for it to get the actual cash to actually run now and pay their people. Cuz I don't think their people want to get paid in crypto, huh? I don't know why. Well, why wouldn't that? I, don't I mean, know? Crypto's
4: just fine, right? It's
3: so valuable. <laughs> uh, so here we are, in their chapter eleven. Their depositors. I've, I've read some stories of people just literally crying in their beer. Um, they've got a digit. They've got a, a Cayman Islands-based investment firm, which uh, it owes nearly three hundred million dollars to. I don't know why they don't just take the crypto. They should be happy with that. A digital marketing firm is owed more than thirteen million dollars. Again, what's what's wrong with you? Why don't you want your crypto? And then another digital trading firm, which it owes twelve point seven million. So they they seem to owe them
4: actual dollars. It's strange how all of these companies that are doing business with them just they they seem to really want actual currency. Yeah, that's that's isn't that
3: odd? It doesn't make any sense to me. Crypto has such value. Yeah, Um, why wouldn't you want to go ahead and get more digital coins so you can buy your pizza? I I don't know. (laughs) Offering more than twenty percent yields under this is what they were offering people over twenty percent real yield. So guys, I mean, come on, nothing earns twenty percent. I mean, unless you're unless you're poly walnuts, you're not earning twenty percent
4: <laughs> or Bernie Madoff.
3: Yeah, um, so we'll put a, we'll put the link up here for you to take a look at this very sad Washington Post story. Um, but the company froze deposits on June twelfth, saying, "Due to extreme market conditions today, we're announcing that Celsius is pausing all withdrawals. Sorry, you can't take your stuff out. Uh, we've loaned all your stuff away; it's now worth nothing, and now you can't take it out. Sorry." Um, and we'll go from there. So what's going to happen, right? Are you guys going to realize that you need some sort of regulatory arm? And then when that occurs, you're going to ask yourself, wait a minute. All this is is th- the same thing we've been doing, right? It's fake, guys. And you're crushing our electrical grid. You're burning up CPU cycles for nothing. You're heating up big, huge buildings for nothing. Texas is telling you or paying you to not operate. And you're taking it because you can make money by more money by turning off your rigs than by running the crypto. So I don't know how much, how much more you need to know about this silly thing. Um, and again, I'm not the sharpest tack in the drawer. If for some reason this is a thing, right? Just like, you know, we talked about the mortgages that were all hit, you know, the the, uh, the derivatives that were backed, those mortgages that were backed yeah. by Moody's Sam, that wasn't a thing. In 1980, savings alone wasn't a thing. Enron wasn't a thing. If some reason, for some reason, crypto's a thing, you can call me up and tell me what a fool I was for not investing my life savings in crypto, right? Mm-hmm. Fine, yeah. But for for now, I don't know how many more examples of the fact that it's not a thing do you need? <laughs> um, <laughs> and the, and again, the re, so the other thing too is the reason I'm so passionate about it. I really don't care who were you where you spend your money it's none of my business right it really isn't any of my business you do what you want with your money you can buy a million shares in whatever thing you want for all i care the reason i care is because it damages our industry because all of these ransoms are paid in crypto yes if they were paid in dollars and you had to drop a duffel bag off in uzbekistan
4: there would be no there'd be no ransom right and you know what it Mm -hmm. isn't just the computer industry that's damaged it's all of those businesses out there right that have been essentially robbed
3: and and, and damaged like like the uh the oil the oil pipeline or the gasoline pipeline that was brought mm-hmm. down energy companies being hit food companies being hit uh, hospitals being hit yes this is life and death hospitals right and we still as a people country, can die right literally they can die because of this and we're still doing it and i don't know how many more examples you need of what a silly stupid idea this is um, fine, blockchain is a thing. You want to make blockchain a thing to, to manage a ledger? Go ahead. Just, you know, whatever. But the crypto piece of it stinks, right? Um, that needs to stop and it needs to be regulated or outlawed or whatever you want to call it. Instead of paying them a piece of crypto, pay them a buck.
4: Mm-hmm. No more fake money. Right. Um, it has to stop. And, and it, if you have to move that buck from one point to another, Right. well, that can be tracked.
3: Exactly. And
4: that's the problem.
3: Right. So, uh, anything else you want to bring up, Dennis? While we uh, oh, wait for uh, calls, we have
4: some assistance for Jack. Yes, we do. Potential assistance. Yep. Number one, we uh, well actually, it was Mike G. Mm-hmm. Found a link uh, that describes the procedure to change the default messaging app on his particular model, right. the Moto G. 2022.
3: So this could be like bloatware. If you buy machines from um, big manufacturers, they could have they could have preloaded some of this junk on there, hoping right. you're going to use it, hoping you're going to get commercials.
4: The other thing that I wanted to say is that the messages or messaging or messenger home app may not be just a messaging messaging app. It may be a home screen replacement. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you might want to uninstall it. And then you'll go back to whatever the built-in operating system is for the phone, Mm -hmm. and it might work better for you. So those are our two ideas for you, Jack.
3: Unless the track phone folks have paid something that says, well, this is integrated. And you can't uninstall it. But
4: usually on an Android, you can disable a built-in app. If you can't uninstall it, you can still disable it. But either way, you might want to do that. So that this messages home isn't taking over your phone. Right. And then all of the stock apps would be available and probably work a lot better.
3: So I hope that helps you, Jack. He was our first caller of the morning. So we're going to step out for a quick break. Still four lines wide open. I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe the lines are broken. 860-522-9842. We're here to help you out. Otherwise, Dennis and I will talk about our kids and our cats if we have to. We'll be right back. (laughs) Right, a little more Spyro Gyro for you. They're coming tonight, 8.30 in Hartford. So you got to check them out. Well worth it. I, I know they'll do a good job. And uh, Dennis and I are here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two is the number. Four lines wide open. You guys are all doing something else. I understand. Uh, love to have you, though, if you want to talk about your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And I thought we'd bring back um, Remy, talking about Dogecoin for you, for your crypto, your crypto collapsing. And we'll have uh, Carolyn play that right now.
5: Coming up, bad news for savers, as even those with high-interest savings accounts are seeing their money disappear thanks to inflation. But first, we'll detail every possible thing you could die from. He's a rational investor, investor. dividend digester, saves on his paycheck just like all his ancestors. ancestors. Him looking for high yield that's never the case. He's seeking 6% return. Slow and steady wins the race. When he checks his accounts just to see what they're fielding, it's like driving in Maryland. Ain't nobody yielding. What is he to do? He shouldn't be in a drought. So he visits his advisor just to sort it all out. Inflation's higher than your bond rate. That's what I was fearing. So your savings account is slowly disappearing and your CDs are pointless. That's not very funny. What would you like me to do? Put it all in dog money. Dog Dog money, dog money, dog money, dog money. I'm trading it in for dog money, dog money, dog money, dog money, dog money, dog money. I'm putting it all in dog money. My 401k is now a 401k 9 And some of my net worth ain't no longer in a straight line. I'm making smart moves. I ain't gonna be a pun. I sold my IRA and bought an NFT or one. Falling on Doge, I dish em out like a Tommy gun. You I feel like Matt Gates, you know what I mean Assuring everybody it's above 18 It's a modern day gold rush, the prices will boom Like Reggie White versus the Oilers, I'm headed straight to the moon My broker's calling, you know that it's on Buy dog money, don't stop till it's dawn one more airbase, two more museums, three more walls, four more Supremes, five more stadiums. We're all out of fiat. Can you take trillions of these and go and make a Xerox? We pay our debts in our currency that might be unfurled if it's no longer the reserve currency of the world. Confidence in the dollar is permanent. Just ask any scholar. People are exchanging their dollars for dog money. Dog money? Dog money. Dog money. We trade in it. Dog money, dog money,
3: dog money, dog money, dog money. I'm putting it all in dog money. We are back. (laughs) And now you can probably turn that down now, Carolyn. So yeah, it's funny. The amazing thing about this program is when we started 28 years ago, we were discussing whether the internet would be a thing. Right. We're discussing whether or not buying online would be a thing. Texting would be a thing. Now we're we're joking about people losing their shirts in dog money, so I can't believe it. I, I feel ashamed for the industry that brought you that. I'm part of it. I, it yeah, I, just because we're geeks doesn't believe we know what we're talking about, guys. Mm. Don't don't put your money in dog money. Uh, let's go to Mark in Weha. What's happening there, Mark?
6: Hi. So right. um, I'm older, and I, I currently live in West Hartford with. Uh, uh comcast as my basic provider and i have dish for my television but we have to move from our multi-level uh, house to something that's all on my level i just bought uh finally one a bidding war oh, <laughs> and we're moving to a ranch mm-hmm. in wethersfield nice and so i have to change providers because comcast doesn't do Weathersfield.
3: okay mm-hmm.
6: and um my adult son lives with us he's mildly on the autism spectrum and he's a gamer and right now with our setup uh, i've got my computer in a little office that where the cable modem is and that's mm-hmm. hardwired in but my son says for gaming he can't do wi-fi he has to be hardwired to it so he has a long cord running over to his bedroom yep. <laughs> across yeah across the hall mm-hmm. um but in the ranch house they partially finished the basement, and he wants to live in that area as a little studio apartment for himself. And I say, great. Um, but I'm curious as to um, the hardwiring thing. Is it true that hardwired uh, for gamers is is better than he's not going to get anywhere near the speed for um, uh, as he would with Wi-Fi?
3: Yeah. Yes. He's right.
6: Okay. And so that being true. I'm worried about the signal between the basement and the, the main area where my wife and I are going to be living, and I'm wondering: do I need two different uh, routers, or how? What's the best kind of a setup I should be going for? I'm thinking of going with like the GoNet Speed people for yes. the the
4: connection. Yes, do that.
3: You're going to be very happy with GoNet Speed. Locate your router somewhere in your middle of your home. It should be as important as your coffee maker. All right. So the modem yeah. for Go NetSpeed will come in wherever they bring it in, and then they're going to run you, or, or you're going to run a data cable from that modem to a router you're going to locate in the middle of your home, and then from that router you want to make sure all the other data drops are run f- to your son's computer. or at least one drop, not all of them, but one drop to your son's computer, so he can get that high, uh, low latency, high speed connection. And he's going to love you for getting fiber if you go to Go NetSpeed. Oh yeah,
4: he's going to be over. He's going to be ecstatic.
3: Okay, so, but I definitely – they they, can, they they'll just run the cables for me if I – probably if I – I don't know about that. They're going to run – they might run the one data cable from the modem up to where your router is. They might do that. Um, yeah. But they won't be running the cables in your house. So you might need to get a wiring person to do that. And, there's, okay. and electricians nowadays have gotten much better on running low voltage wiring. In the old days, I used to joke about them, you know, they would run the wire and never put the ends on, and I would get heat for that. <laughs> but we
4: found it all the time. Oh, absolutely. I've seen that so many times. Yeah, I they, can't even begin to tell you. They
3: run it and they expect the geeks to plug it in. It's like, wait a minute. Didn't you charge them to run the data drop? Um, the whole thing needs to be run. So they need to terminate the ends for you properly. And there's tons of uh, electricians that do know how to do that these days. So. That's what you do. Okay, huh?
6: and last question. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I've been renting the router modem uh, from Comcast because they always keep me up to date on the latest one. It's just easier that way. But do you have a recommendation about renting
4: versus well, owning? Well, first of all, I think GoNet Speed supplies you with a router. Right. Okay. At, at that no includes wireless at no cost. Cool. So if they're, I don't know if they're still doing that. I think they are. Mm-hmm. If they are, I would go with that in a heartbeat. Okay. In a heartbeat.
3: Great. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Congratulations on your move and your win on the bid there. How much over over asking did you pay? Um,
6: I paid. What was it? About a thirty thousand over asking, I think.
3: Wow. Wow. Um,
6: and that wasn't the highest bid. I only got really? it because I finally gave up trying to get a mortgage on the second house. I, I cashed in all my. I'm re- recently retired. I cashed in all my retirement savings and bought the house for cash. That's what won me the bid.
3: Wow! Wow! At thirty grand over, huh? Wow, Mark. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um You know, good, so that's awesome. I was just curious. I had a feeling it was going to be a big number, uh, but you're going to save a ton of money. On mm-hmm. Go Net speed and your internet, so that'll pay it b- itself back in a few Yeah, year.
4: and you and your gamer son is going to love you.
3: Yeah.
6: Now, I, I also I'm going to switch probably from Dish uh, to uh, I'm thinking of going to YouTube TV.
3: You could think of that, but they, I think Dish also has a streaming service, or no? Direct check out Direct TV, not just YouTube. Check out YouTube TV, check out Direct TV. check out Fubu.
4: Fubo. Fubo? Is yeah. Is it Fubo or, or Fubo? Uh,
3: maybe it's Fubo. Check that out. I don't remember. All right, Mark, we got to yeah. go. Okay, thanks. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. He's got a lot going on in his life. All right, oh, yeah. so hang on. Frank, Dan, and David, hang on. I know you guys are out there. We'll do our best <laughs> to help you out during uh, after we get back from the news. One line up for you, 860 9842 We'll be
4: right back.
3: This is Computer Talk with Tab. You guys are all woke up. Four lines all jammed up. <laughs> so we knew we were out hey, there. Hey, welcome aboard, everybody. We knew we didn't solve all the problems yet, um, but we'll do our best to help you guys out. You are nice enough to call us. Let's go to Franklin first in Portland. What's happening, Frank?
2: Hi, I have a question about wipe and reload. This is more from an understanding point of view, not from a specific problem. Okay. Um, so as far as uh, doing a wipe and reload, I take that to mean you, you format the hard drive on the machine.
4: Uh, You can. Um, The wipe, in most Windows 10 computers now, the wipe and reload process will, uh, it may not actually wipe the entire partition and rewrite it, but what it will do is it will uh, overwrite the data that was there with, you know, zeros and ones multiple times. Um, It'll during the process it will ask you if you want to securely remove your old data and that's what you do. And that's how it would work. And it would essentially just copy a new uh, Windows partition fresh. So it, it won't it won't do like a reformat of the drive that and mostly because that's kind of foolish. It's not really necessary. It doesn't really accomplish anything. What you really need is to have that old data removed, and if you need to have it removed securely, it will do that. So, okay. yeah, it, um, it'll do that.
2: How about um, I back up my machines with uh, Cronus? Let's say I got to a point where there was something on the machine, and, and it just I couldn't get rid of it—some malware—and uh, I just wanted to clean things off and reload one of the uh, prior images. How would I go about doing that?
4: Well, I believe Acronis has a boot utility. Um, I think in Acronis, on the computer that you've got, there is a way to write a uh, USB drive that will boot the computer, okay? And then what you do is you boot up the computer to that drive, not to the internal drive. Correct. And then you have your backup drive connected to the computer, obviously. And the Acronis utility that's on that boot drive will then just copy everything down to the internal drive from the backup okay. so you're essentially going to be going back in time with okay. the computer just choose the right time right you have to pick the right backup and tell it when to how far back to go essentially
2: right and if you just, if there was some nasty malware on there that would wipe it out by We're right
4: out. because it won't be there <laughs> okay. it yeah. wasn't there let's say a week ago so yeah. you're going back to a week ago's computer and it won't be there right
3: and that's what we even do for our business clients. We try to back yeah. them up hourly.
2: Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. As, as far as what, um, like the recovery in, mm-hmm. in Windows. So that, that does a similar thing then, too.
4: System recovery is a little bit different. It It rewrites the operating system, but it doesn't do anything else. Okay. So if you have malware on a computer, let's say... And you do a system recovery, unless the malware is entirely written into the operating system, which doesn't really happen. Uh-huh. Then the malware is still going to be there. Um, yeah, they're and, smart enough to write themselves. Yeah, low. they, they, yeah, that will. Yeah, there will be a payload left behind on the computer in spite of you taking Windows back a week or whatever it is. Okay, um, so
2: that just takes care of the operating system. Right. What that does,
4: what that does, is it just fixes corruption. Mm-hmm. If you've installed something, and then the the operating system gets corrupted, or there's some kind of a, a incompatibility, a, a, incompatible driver or something, it'll take you back in time to before that, and then you'll be all right. Um, but it's not really intended for dealing with malware incursions. Okay, so well,
2: malware could reside in two places: either in your data or in the software
4: itself. Right. It would yeah. probably be somewhere on the drive itself. Sometimes it's even in RAM, in yeah. memory. Yeah. It's smart enough to put itself back. It sits there
3: and waits and reboots and says, oh, I'll put myself back now.
4: Yeah, there are even firmware malware Mm -hmm. where it will, as soon as you start the computer, the malware is there.
2: Okay. So even going back like with Acronis or doing that um, recovery might not get it.
4: It That's pretty sophisticated malware. But it's very sophisticated malware, and that kind of malware is extremely rare extremely it's rare. supply chain stuff um right you have a story about lenovo having that right now right? Mal- lenovo had a uh flaw in their uh UFI or uefi mm-hmm. um firmwares that would allow malware to be loaded into it mm-hmm. um and they're going to be releasing a fix for that which would essentially be you know a firmware update on the computer right and uh yeah i'm digging out that article right now it's insidious Frank, it is very insidious, yeah. but uh, again, that kind of malware is extremely rare yeah. in, in my career, which goes back decades, mm-hmm. I have never encountered that. And I, I'm, I don't know about Eric. Not that I can think of, yeah. not in the real world. So it's, it's difficult to do. Yeah.
2: So most malware would be like,
4: with
7: your it would be something
4: likely- that ends up on the drive itself yep. within the live windows partition and again, with system recovery, it will stay behind. Right. But if you're going to use a rec an Acone, a Cronus restore, then it won't be there because it wasn't there at the time that you, you are the, going back to. The yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, Frank. Good luck.
2: Very good. Thank you very much. Enjoy your show. Have learned a lot.
3: Well, thank you for calling. We Have appreciate a good it. Yeah. Thanks. You too. All right. Glad we can be of help to him. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to uh, Dan in Huntington. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Morning, sir. What's up? Uh,
8: uh, hold on. Uh-oh. The weather, hold on.
3: Doesn't sound good.
8: All right, the weather radio is going off. we got no word here.
3: Oh, gotcha. Huntington, where? What state are you in? Is that Connecticut?
8: Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me just
3: turn it down. I, uh, is there a Huntington,
4: Connecticut? Yeah. There I is. thought it was down in Fairfield County. No, maybe. Okay. Sorry. No
8: problem. Um, i use, been using VPN, and mm-hmm. i got a lot of sites that I can't get on unless I turn the VPN off.
3: Yeah. Yep. Um they don't want to not they don't want you to be anonymous. Um a lot of them are based on location. They're not going to let you utilize their services if they think you're on a VPN. You can obfuscate that depending on where your VPN exists. So for example, if you can configure a VPN on your firewall, this the service may not know that you're using a VPN because you've obfuscated that by going through a firewall's VPN versus having the VPN on your system. The operate the um the browser says, hey, wait a minute, I noticed you're you're going through a, a VPN or an IP address that's unusual, and then it won't let you get there. Um, so if you're trying to defeat like the if you want to watch like uh, a show like a soccer game in in uh, Spain, and you're trying to get get at it, it'll have to be done through a VPN through a firewall versus a VPN through the system
4: itself, right? Or a VPN service. Right. Part of the problem is that the VPN services that you can subscribe to are known. Right. They have known IP addresses, so, you know, the different services that you're trying to get to... Know that. ...can recognize that and say, oh, yeah, well, he's using NordVPN or whatever it is. Right. So even and, through the firewall, they can still prevent it possibly, too. It's not as Right, but think. it's a lot less likely because somebody that just happens to have a VPN activated on their firewall... hmm is going to be relatively anonymous on the internet, and nobody's going to have any experience to know that that's a VPN. Right? You, right. F- you follow, Dan?
8: Yeah, because uh, I I looked it up, and it says uh, I'm in New Jersey, and I'm not in New Jersey. I'm in Long Island. You
3: know? Right there. Okay. Yeah. So you you can't get access to some content, right?
8: Yeah, a lot of it's you know, like government, uh, you know, New York State stuff, or any state stuff, or any, hmm. it seems that.
4: That makes sense. Sites they,
8: where you would want protection let you in without a problem.
4: Yes. I'm going to give you a secret. For a while, a long time ago, well, I, like five, six years ago, um, my provider, which is uh, Charter or Spectrum, um, was for a little while reporting my location was up in Oxford, Mass, mm-hmm. because they have an operation up there. And yeah. for whatever reason, the way that my IP address was routed was showing up as being there. And I was having a little trouble with stuff like that too. Yeah, Home Depot thinks we're in Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, and we actually had a customer once where uh, Google, just Google, nobody else, thought they were in Greece. Weird. Yeah, very weird. But anyway, what I'm getting at is you might want to call your internet provider mm-hmm. yep. and tell them, hey, you're misidentifying me. You, you've got me or. Other services think that I'm in another state. Now, why would that be? Right. And ask them to see if they can help you.
3: The other thing, Dan, is when you're connected with a VPN, if you're doing it from home and you're going to a state site like you know, whatever New York's government sites or what have you, yeah. you're, you're, unless you're worried about other systems on your network in your home, there's really no need to do that right? Because when you connect to the government site, quote unquote, they should have an HTTPS signal on their website, meaning any communications you're going to have between them and you will be encrypted already. Right. Um, So the VPN within your home is only, like if you have, let's say you've got uh, a, a friend from college visiting you and you don't want them to know where you're going, then you would VPN in, right? Which is really, really crazy and a tinfoil hat example, but the VPN is not necessary as much within your own home, right? Uh, on your own network. If you're part of a larger network like a condo association or something that's sharing the same internet, then you should go back to thinking about it. Yeah, okay. Um, but right. otherwise, you don't need it.
8: So I really don't need the VPN for... Uh...
3: Not in your own network. No.
8: Yeah, yeah. doing it from home. Yeah. Um, something else I've to you guys for a while that uh, people with desktops, they, they have a lot of issues and stuff. And I recently fixed Two desktops uh by tinkering around with them and solve my problems by changing uh the battery the CMOS battery hmm. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, having tried get five or six years on them that battery gets a little weak, and it seemed to uh to clear up you know a yeah, bunch co- of problems,
4: cool, yeah, I haven't touched a CMOS battery in over a decade uh, it's been a while for me too, yeah. but yeah. it it is conceivable that that can cause trouble, yeah, yeah for sure.
8: Does laptops have batteries also, or
4: yes. Yes, Uh, however, however, they generally rely on a different kind of battery. Um, If you've got a a laptop with a lithium ion battery, you know, battery pack in it, Mm -hmm. um, there is probably a separate, smaller lithium ion cell. And those batteries, especially the very small lithium ion batteries... Tend to last a lot longer.
3: Yeah, than a little. The
4: bigger, ones. the bigger cells that actually power the whole laptop, mm-hmm. those have a lifetime of about what three to five years, yeah. give or take. Yeah. yeah. But the tiny little batteries that are lithium ion, they, some of them can go for I don't know. There's not much for them to really years. do. They're just hanging on to them. And all they they're fix. just they're just keep maintaining a very small charge. Yeah. And it it just is not it doesn't wear them out chemically. Yeah. So those can live a long time.
8: Yeah, and I don't play with laptops. It's too many tiny parts. You know, desktops are easier to play Yeah, you parts. don't
4: want to replace a CMOS battery in a laptop, that's no. for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, all right, Dan. All right, thank you very much. Hey, thank you, sir. Love the show. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out, I guess, for a quick break. And uh, we got Tony and David on the line, so you guys hang on. We'll be right back. Man, she picked every cool tune Spyro Jarrah ever did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's that good. Yeah, that's right, Joey. Joey did a good job hiring you. This is this is one of my favorite tunes. I'm going to have to listen to Spyro Jarrah now, no matter what. Um, they're coming to eight, here to Hartford at 8.30, so uh, if you're lucky enough to be around Hartford tonight at 8.30 for a free concert in the park, check them out. Let's go to uh, your calls. We're going to go to David in Vernon next. What's happening, David?
9: Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, how are you? Hey, so uh, I've been waiting for GoNetSpeed to arrive in Vernon.
3: Yes, have they, have they?
9: And I live in the general area of, uh, uh, I can't even think of the name of the park, Upper Regan Road. Okay. Um, Legion Field, I'm sorry, Legion Field. So the reason I say that is because um, GoNetSpeed has changed their website relative to a big swatch of land Mm. in this whole general neighborhood. And it went from, we're not in the area yet, to something about the you know, our technicians are finalizing
4: that oh all right you're you're probably going to get them yeah, i don't know there. how long it'll take but you're probably going to be oh, eligible so lucky
9: well again the map changed and mm-hmm. it's a different color and you can see where apparently they're gonna put liven up this whole system whatever streets if you will so nice um, but i did see them out there running cable
4: Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you're. You're. I'm so jealous. I'm so excited for you. You're gonna do. You're gonna love it when it gets there. And congratulations. And 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 it's great to see him continue to expand because the incumbents didn't care about us and uh, cranked up our fees. And these guys came in and said, you know what? We're gonna give these Connecticut folks a break on their uh, internet by giving them another choice. So,
9: well, the other thing is, anytime I see anybody, I say, listen, go to the website.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be an advocate. I mean, you can actually join the advocacy group there, and actually, they'll give you some referrals, uh, some sort of some sort of benefit for um, talking about it if you want.
9: Yeah, I'm not concerned about that. Okay. I just want it, and you just want it exactly. <laughs> you just
3: want it. Yeah, we've all been waiting for it, so it's coming. Right. Good for you, Thanks, David. Guys. Thank you. See you. Yep. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Coming to Vernon. Vernon. Woo. You guys are so lucky. Um, I mean, it's in Southington, too, where I am. I just miss it. I know it's coming to me soon, but it's uh, just out of reach. Like, I can see it, but I can't get it. Uh, let's go to Tony in Meriden. What's going on, Tony?
7: Oh, okay, good. Well, first I should let you know that uh, I'm vintage and I'm low-tech. Ooh, vintage. I, worked, I had the MIS <laughs> department right across from my office, and so they just handled everything.
3: So nice. All right. I
7: always listen to you to see if I can learn more, even though I don't understand a lot of what's going on. Okay. But here's my problem: two of my, I have a laptop, Dell, and um, two of of um, I, I don't, I'm not on any social media, mm-hmm. but two emails that I get, one from a realtor thing and another one from my pharmacy. Those two emails always come in in like hieroglyphics. I mean, letters, signs. Uh, you, you, it, it's nothing that makes sense. So you mm-hmm. can't read them. Yep. And I don't understand why those are the only two of the ones I get that, that are like that.
3: Do you have your decoder ring?
7: My what? <laughs> your decoder
3: ring you get from Ovaltine. You said you were vintage, right?
7: No, I said I'm I, they're, they're very vintage. I'm 87 years old. Okay. And I don't know what my decoder ring is.
3: Your decoder ring. I you sure
4: remember it was Christmas Story. You got a Christmas a little, Story. Little the, Orphan Annie. Little Orphan Annie decoder ring. <laughs> <laughs> So Be sure to drink your oval tea. Right <laughs> yeah.
3: So here's the here's the thing, Tony. I'm guessing your version of your your mail client, your email your email app needs to be updated or you have a font issue. You're missing the font that's coming in with these emails. And uh, do you know what well what are you using to open your email? Are you on a browser or do you bring up Outlook? What do you do?
7: I just um, turn my computer on.
3: All right. Then you click on what the beach ball, the, the little fox. Uh, no,
7: I turn it on and I click on email.
3: You click on email. All right, I'm getting warmer. When you click on email, is it that's usually the app that we're talking about? That's your mail client. All right, that's your mail. That's the mail tool you're using. Okay. Um, if you highlight that.
7: Yes, I do. I highlight that, and then my. Oh, you want me to do that now?
4: Yeah. What is it? What I'm are you in. using?
7: It's a it's a little envelope.
4: It's a little envelope. So you're using oh Windows Mail maybe? Yeah. Yes.
3: Okay. There's got to be a font issue again. I'm thinking within your Windows Mail client that is causing this corruption or this display issue, um, where you, it's only these two emails that are coming in corrupt. Uh, yeah, they're for the me. only
7: two. You know, I get a lot of other emails, you know, from various places, not not yeah. social media, but you know, people with whom I deal, and um, I, I've never had the problem before. And then suddenly, I I, I don't know what what this
3: is. It's always suddenly. If we had a nickel for every time someone said suddenly, we'd be driving <laughs> Maseratis. Um, it's always well. suddenly. Uh, we're seeing here if there is a. Yeah, I'm looking for possible. I wonder if you even set your font. You can change your font. My font. Um, so basically, those the images that you're seeing are called fonts. They're basically how the the text is being displayed to you, right? Oh. Times okay, well, New Roman. I know that when I
7: go into my Word document, I have to hit font in order to get what I want. But yeah,
3: you're hitting the font, and you're choosing to whatever font you running, want to use. Right. In this case, your Windows that mail client there is using a default font to read, or is trying to read or process the fonts that are coming at you, and you might you might be missing that font, and it comes across as hieroglyphics.
7: I have called them, you know, and sent e- replied and sent emails saying that I can't read this. I can't read this. What's wrong? But that they never
3: have anything to say. Yeah. Um, you can go and change the default font settings on your on the mail app there, and that might make sense to do that if you're when you're in the app. There's a little gear button in the bottom left hand corner. Wait
7: a minute. When I'm in the app, when I'm in my mail. Yep. My in mail. Okay, I'm in my mail. Is there, little,
3: is there a little gear down down by the lower left hand corner?
7: Lower left hand corner. Um,
3: it's a little gear, a little the sprocket. Lower
7: left. It just says oh, the little square thing. I don't know. It it just says start.
3: Nope, looking for a gear. No. You find it? No. I haven't found it yet.
7: I appear to search.
3: There should be in the lower left-hand and then it corner. it has
7: some other icons, but that's in the middle. And then there are, you no, know, on the right-hand side, it
3: just. Uh, well, right across, there's a little gear. There's like one, two, three, four, five little pictures in the lower left-hand corner. One's an envelope. One looks like a calendar. One's like a couple of people. Do you, do you see the little sprocket to the right?
7: All right. It's okay. How about if I hit this? How about if I hit this?
3: Well, there. we're running out of time. Well, I'm well, going to put... I'm
7: sorry. I was on hold for a long, long time. I really we're was. We're sorry oh, about we
3: that. Know, we, it was, we got a flood of calls on the last minute. We're going to put a link to this article to have you see if this helps you, Tony. Okay? Okay. All right. Over at computertalkwithtab.com and take a look at it. It gives you a way to change the default font, and that might be your issue as your default is, is an issue. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Um, it, hopefully it maybe, it'll be there. Yeah. So I want to thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Carolyn for producing. I want to thank uh, Mike G for posting everything over at Twitter and Facebook. And Dennis has been doing it here on the website. So and thank all you guys, man, for joining us. We do appreciate it. But we are
4: on at 9. That's when we start. Yeah. Call at 9. And remember, we want you to be geeks, too. See you next Saturday.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?